I have in studio with me right now Roberta Sutton. Roberta, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to great to have you here. And you have written a book. Uh, you're a former teacher. Yes, I taught. I began teaching in 1965, and I taught in the 60s and the 70s. Impossible. You don't look like you could have started to teach (laughs) school. Okay. But you grew up in Oklahoma City. Yep. And uh, it looks like you're a pretty smart cookie. You were, what, second in your class, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We we didn't actually have um, that designation, you know, the the salutatorian designation, Uh but I was the second in grade point. Okay. I was third in my class. Oh. And actually, I got a B in phys ed because I was awful at um, when they did the gymnastics. And so I got a B. So I was That's third. That's what in. did it. That's <laughs> what did it. Yeah. yeah. But let's jump in here. I, I am the product of a, a really great classical public education. I was too. And uh, I... I got out of school with the tools that I needed. I got out of high school with the tools that I needed to be able to thrive and prosper. I only have one year of college, but I continue to learn. I read all the time, uh, you know, critical thinking. I learned that. But I, I had the skills. I could, you know, write sentences generally. I, generally, I can speak. Today, I've had a little trouble getting the words <laughs> out. But generally, I can speak, uh, can write uh, very good in math. Uh, bookkeeping, I learned all book, the bookkeeping skills. Hard work, I learned that. I had all those things that those allowed all me the important things. Yeah, to be so reading, writing, and doing mm-hmm. arithmetic. And uh, this book, I think that many parents assume that that is the, the education that their kids are getting, and that's not it anymore, is it? That's the reason I decided to go ahead and write this, because I think a lot of parents don't know what's occupying the day of their children. Okay, so let, where do you want to start on this then? Uh, the book is a pretty easy read. So your direct experiences, let's start with that. Okay. Um, I'll just give you an example of what I considered an, a um, content-free assignment. A content-free this is, assignment. This is what I worried about most that I was seeing, is that there wasn't any content being taught. Not much. Anyway, so this was seventh grade history class, social studies. Okay. Um, their assignment for the week was to make up a country, and they had to make a name for it. They had to make a langu- a um, alphabet for it, a language, the, the way they dressed and all of that. They had to draw the outline of it on a sheet of paper and make the political divisions like like um, states, or if they had states, or counties, and on another sheet of paper, the physical properties, like mountains and rivers and um, um, lakes. Okay. And they had to color it with colored pencils. Now, this is seventh grade social studies. Yes. And And they had to staple them together and turn it in on Friday, which is the day I was there. Okay, so were you substitute teaching? I was substitute teaching. Okay, okay. Yes. I just went back to substitute teaching in 2015 to, um, I thought it would be something fun to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, so do you know how much there is to know about the world? How many real countries there are to learn about? How many of us can name the countries in Europe? How many can name the countries in South America, or let alone Africa? Hmm. 
um, at, at the mountain ranges and the peaks and the rivers, the great rivers of the world. This was full of imagining. That is astonishing. Okay, how, how long did you teach? I taught, um, I, I taught about eight years at the beginning. Okay. And then I stopped to have children. And in the meantime, I had two more um, professions. Okay. And then I decided it would be fun to go back and do some, some substitute teaching. So you started your career in teaching, yeah. and you you assumed probably that substitute teaching was going you were going to be doing kind of the same thing. It's not at all then. Well, it, it's so different, and I was so shocked. In fact, when I would come home at the beginning, and my husband would be standing in the kitchen, he would say, "Well, how was your day?" <laughs> and I would begin telling him what we'd been doing, and his eyes would get bigger and bigger, and and. Uh, we had a friend, a neighbor, who was usually at our house at that time. And later, uh, about three months later, he said, Roberta has to write a book. And the name of the book should be What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. So, you know, we are doing a real disservice to our kids. I, I remember, I'm thinking about geography class. You know, we would have, we would make maps. I remember tracing like a country and then, uh, or a like you're country. A, a real country, learning about real people, mm-hmm. real topography, and we would color those with colored pencils mm-hmm. and, or the states. Uh-huh. I remember doing that regarding all the states of, of America. That's what we need to learn. It, it, that's what I'm worried about is we believe that most of us believe that there is an essential body of knowledge that needs to be passed along, and school is one of the main avenues to do that passing along. And that's what I'm worried about. It's not happening. Oh, my gosh, Roberta. Do you have any other experiences? Yes. Um, This was seventh grade English. Okay. Because I signed up to teach English and history and math and science. Okay. Because I was a science major in in undergraduate. Right, phys- right you uh, I was a physics. physics. Yeah. So you're pretty uh, smart. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyway, um, this was English, and um, their their work for the day was a sheet. Well, they had some free reading at the beginning, and it's totally free reading. It's not reading at the direction of the teacher. So it's not classics or no. anything? Oh, no, some were reading comic books. Really? Um, and so anyway... After, you know, 10 minutes of free reading, and then <clears throat> the, the sheet that she had for us, to, for me to pass out, was a sheet that showed a, a pop can that was dented a little bit. Okay. And at the top it said, you are a pop can. <clears throat> you have been popped and drunk and squished and thrown away. You are now lying on the sofa of your therapist, and you're going to tell your therapist how it feels to be popped and drunk and squished and thrown away. My gosh. Instead of the Shakespeare and all the classics that could be... I don't think they even had heard the words conjugate a verb. I don't know that they knew what verbs were. I don't think they knew what a preposition was or um, the three principal parts of, of verbs. You know, Roberta Sutton, there are those that say that kids don't need to learn a lot of these things because we have all these electronics. But uh, electronics are supposed to be a tool. If the electricity goes out, 
I'm concerned that our kids won't know what to do. Uh, you know, I, another one of my projects is the World War II project. And uh, those guys, navigators, they didn't have GPS when they got on a bomber to have to go over and try to take out, you know, one of the uh, ammo dumps or fuel, fuel uh, places in Germany. They had to figure out how to get there. Uh, and uh, they did that because they could do math and they could communicate with each other. And I'm very concerned our kids are not getting that. It's, it's frightening to me. I, I worry about my country. Yeah. Um, the kids are encouraged not to memorize now. Really? Mm-hmm. So they, many of them do not have their multiplication tables memorized. Uh, they don't learn, learn the famous speeches, uh, poetry. The preamble to the Constitution or to the um, Declaration of Independence yeah. or the Constitution, I mean, mm-hmm. or the Declaration of mm-hmm. Independence. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there is a test called the PISA test? P-I-S-A. OK. It stands for Program for International Student Assessment. P-I-S-A. OK. Uh, it 71 countries take it. It's given every three years to 15-year-olds. Okay. And the last time it was given was in 18, but the last time they have the data for it is 15. 2015, okay. And there are 71 countries take it. Okay. But there are 35 countries that sponsor it, that pay for it, that administer it, the, the developed countries, and we're one of them. Okay. Out of the 35, we, are, we score 30th in math and 19th in science. So That's anyway. really unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And we also don't have any books in our schools anymore. I mean, there are some, but most of the lessons are given by handouts to the kids. And some teachers don't even believe in handouts. Uh, they, they do everything on their Chromebooks. And so they have to get a Chromebook and then get onto the website of the school and to the website of the teacher and for that day. And usually it's a problem set. And so there's no reading that goes along to explain the problems. They're teaching physics without a book, which shocks me. Because when I taught physics, I had to have a book. I might have to read the same paragraph five times to get it. Right, right. They were doing, uh, these kids were doing um, the section called mechanics, which has all of the um, equations that need to be derived in front of them. They said the teacher had stood in front of them and taught them only two days so far, and I was there in December. Good grief. Oh, my gosh. We're going to go to break. I have a feeling... We, we may have to have you back and go through each chapter of your book because we've only been talking about your first chapter, your, your direct experiences. Uh, when we come back, do you want to talk about experiences others have shared with you? Oh, sure. Would that be a good thing? Okay. And uh, I, th- I think what we'll do is, we'll, if you don't mind uh, driving over, let's rebook you to, to continue through this because this is really important that parents understand this. Oh, sure. Okay. I, th- I don't think parents do know because I've heard so many mothers especially say, I don't even try to keep up with what my kids are doing in school. They teach so differently today. Okay, well, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're talking with Roberta Sutton uh, about her book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know, and uh, it's important that every parent understand this. We'll be right back. 
Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we're dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Having a conversation right now with former teacher, mom, uh, Roberta Sutton, who has written a book. Uh, She uh, had been a teacher. She taught for eight years, raised her kids, had some other careers, and then uh, got back into substitute teaching and would come home from, uh, from doing that. Her husband would ask how things were going. A friend was over, and she started to relate these experiences. Her friend said, you need to write this book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And this is really important for all you parents out there. So, Roberta, we've got one more segment right now. What are the points that you'd like to make in this particular segment? Well, <clears throat> I was, there were some, some surprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a high school for history. And I went into the the teach. They have workrooms now. the The desk in the in the classroom is usually a derelict because their real desk is in a workroom. Now, now it's a what? A work a, a derelict. It, it's just there. It, it's empty. Okay. Um. Anyway, they have their real desk in this big room where there are many desks. It's for, they have a workroom for history, the workroom for English. For math. Okay. And so anyway, I walked into this history workroom to eat my lunch, and there was on the back wall huge posters, two of them, Karl Marx and Che Guevara. And these, <laughs> these guys' policies, they, they were tyrants. And so this is, was in the workroom in a history, uh, uh, in a public school. Yeah, and Che Guevara is from Argentina. He figures in, um, in Cuba's. Mm-hmm. Um, Revolution. Revolution, right. right. In another school, um, in a classroom, not a workroom, there was a sign up on the wall that said, sucks to be you. What? Hmm. Yeah. Did you know that the SAD has been recentered? The Now the what? The SAT? The SAT. Oh, really? The okay. SAT started in 1941. Okay. And in, 19, in April of 1995, they recentered it because the, the grades were less. They were going they, down? They were going down. And so they, by fiat, just added 100 points to everyone's grade, everyone's score, so that the center would be brought back up. Oh. And there for a while, many colleges would ask their, their um, people who were applying was this before or after the change? <laughs> so anyway. It's not really funny, but it is funny. I know. <laughs> the other thing I really I have a chapter on is cell phones. Okay. And we, we have known for a long time the dangers of alcohol mm-hmm. and the dangers of drugs. Mm-hmm. Not, not as long, but, but now there, we, didn't, we didn't see that there was a danger to a cell phone. How so? Um, there's a great book called Disconnected that I quote from quite a bit in my book. Um, the, um, the, the children are getting addicted. And we didn't realize that the gaming platforms and the chat rooms and the Internet in general were written to be uh, addictive. Uh, they're actually made to be addicted by the people writing the programs for the big tech companies. The more screen time, the more revenue for the companies. And because young people's brains are still forming, um, there can be some neuron pathways 
that get overstimulated and some don't get used at all. And the brain does something called pruning. And once those pathways are gone, that may be permanent. Uh, there's, they're noticing that um, ADHD is showing up in high school students. Usually if there is a genuine ADHD student, mm-hmm. it shows up by third grade. Okay. But this is acquired ADHD. Kids are, are also outsourcing their brains to their cell phones. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to do any memorizing or any learning of even important math equations that they, sh- they need to carry with them into adulthood because they can pull them up on their cell phone. Right. And I asked this, this one boy, um, and they also another thing I should mention is they, can't, they are very bad at dividing. Mm-hmm. And they learn division in fourth grade. Or they used to. <laughs> they, well, that's where they learn it. And, and um, in um, the way they're teaching it now, they don't teach the algorithm. Our, what we learned, and the way we learned it, is an algorithm, but we never heard that word. Uh-huh. But they teach two algorithms, two different ones. And um, in, the new, in the new math... Yeah. And the teachers are told that even good math students have trouble with this. And if it's close, count it right. We would have missed the moon. Wow. So, well, okay. So what, are, what, what do we do about this? Have you thought about what do we do about this, Roberta Sutton? I knew you were going to ask that. Well, you can always send your, your student to... A private school. But if you can't uh, afford it, yeah. that's tough. You can homeschool. I think, I think we need to do more of that. Well, the homeschoolers, they're, they're only 3% of the country being homeschooled, mm-hmm. but they, they win the spelling bee and the geography bee in Washington pretty regularly, mm-hmm. the homeschoolers. Um, a friend of mine homeschooled her boy from fifth grade on, and he walked right into Colorado School of Mines, graduated first in his class in four years, and now he is a full professor at Baylor. Wow. In science. He's considered an expert in something called graphene. Okay. And he lectures all over the country in that. But anyway, I, I substitute taught just before Christmas. Okay. And um, these students, you know that they don't sit in rows anymore. Right. They sit in groups of four. They push four desks together, kind of like a pod. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to these two boys. I was there for uh, pre-calculus and trig. And I just asked them, you know, just off the hand, I said, can you guys divide? Well, of course, we learned that in grade school. So I went over to my desk and made a real simple division problem, Mm -hmm. like 23 into 965, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I put it in front of one of them, and I said, can you do that? And he drew back, and he said, well, yes, given enough time. (laughs) And I said, that should only take you 30 seconds. He said, well, let's see you do it in 30 seconds. So I did. And then he said, why do we have to know that stuff anyway? We We have our calculators, and we have our cell phones. And I said, what if we couldn't charge our cell phone? He said, that'll never happen. Wow. And I said, well, 
we have power outages. And and I said, besides, there is such a thing as an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, pulse right. which could come from the sun, which it did in 1859, mm-hmm. and it knocked out the uh, telegraph, which is all they had. Um, I don't think or, I want an autonomous car then either, but that was, well, I, no, I, I digress. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, um, the... Um, and I mentioned that if if we were to have an EMP for whatever reason, I said that it's been estimated that 90% of the people would die. And they said, oh, that would be good with the earth is overpopulated now. Oh, my gosh. Roberta Sutton. Oh, my gosh. We are we're out of time. And uh, I think that we need to have continue to have this conversation because you've been you've been in the trenches, you know, you've seen it there. And we have a responsibility. America, great people and great societies care about what they pass on to their children and how they treat their neighbors and what we are passing on to our children. You've been in the public schools and uh, we need to we we've got to do something about this. And so let's continue to have this conversation about this. I think it's really, really important. So thank you. And so I'm, I'm inviting you back. And uh, on the air, I'm, I'm saying, will you come back? Sure. Okay, then we're going to get you booked. You heard it here. 